you can do it. <laughs> um, I'll start off with Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that. Um, God is never asking us to do something on our own. What he's asking us to do is co-work together with him, yield to him so that he and his strength, his power can work through us. He is the spirit of revelation, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, spirit of the fear of the Lord. He's got it all. You know, he's got it all figured out. So sometimes when, like, let's say he asked me to do a book, like, however many years ago, and I was like, I felt very inadequate. And I'm like, no, 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 not until I've achieved this, you know. And, and the Lord's like, but I've already written your story, and you already, you know, are walking in that. You're already, you know, going to walk in that. And he sees the beginning to the end. And, um, you know, sometimes we back off things that God's telling us to do because it just seems too big. But the thing is, is we serve and, and we have the greater one living on the inside of us who created the heavens and the earth. He is all wisdom, all understanding. You know, he is everything. He is all in all. And so with him, truly all things are possible to him who believes. And so we just kind of need to remind ourselves of that. In Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now all glory to God, not to us, not that we're capable in ourselves, but now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Now understand, I'm preaching this to myself because I'm about to step out and do some things that I don't want to do, but I do because I want to be obedient to him. I don't feel adequate, but yet I am because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, right? And so he is able. We need to meditate on the word so that we remind ourselves that it's not us in our ability, but it's that he sees the ability of himself in us. He sees his ability. He created the heavens and the earth. He turned Saul to Paul. He caused Samson to be able to knock down the walls of a, you know, of a city. Like, he can do the impossible. He's God, right? And so if he asks you to do something that seems seemingly impossible for you to do it on your own, well, it's impossible. But with him on your side, with him on the inside, it is possible. Amen? So who here, how many, how many here has God ever asked you to do something that seemed a little bit big or humanly impossible for you to do? <laughs> probably all of us. And actually, if God's asking you to do something that's perfectly fine with you, it's probably, maybe, possibly not God, because usually he wants to stretch us. You know, even if he asks us to talk to somebody at the supermarket, it, for me anyways, it's a stretch. Like, oh, okay. Because it's not you influencing you. It's God influencing you from the inside. And so whenever he prompts you to do something, it's going to be a little bit bigger than you. You're going to need his strength, his power. He wants us to co-work with him and his ability. Amen. And so his thoughts and his plans for us are always bigger than our plans for us. He always, he's a good dad. And, and, and as good parents, we want the best for our children. So we're always, like, pushing. 
to do better, pushing to, to make a better decision, pushing to go the right direction, you know what I mean? And sometimes as a mother, nagging. <laughs> but it's all because we love our children, right? And so when God loves us, he tells us, and he begins to reveal to us as we seek the Lord, he reveals to us his plans, his purposes, his desires for you um, to have a business, his desires for you to write a book, his desire for you to have many children, his desire for you, all these things that you think, like, no way could I do that. But because he loves us and he knows his ability is in you, you can do it. You might not be able to do it on your own, but you can with his strength. To you, it might be no way, you know, that's not humanly possible. But the thing is, is we're not dealing with a human here. We're dealing with God. Amen. So maybe, um, maybe I'm not the only one who's put something off that God has told you to do. Maybe. And um, maybe it's because you thought you couldn't do it. Maybe it's because you thought it's too big. Or maybe you, you thought, um, I, I don't have the finances for it. Or maybe you thought, you know, how am I going to do that? Well, you're never going to know unless you kind of start taking a step of faith. Because God, the way he works is he gives you one step at a time. He really, he might give you a vision. Like he, he, years, 15 years ago, he gave me a vision of preaching in front of like, well, I'll say Pakistan. Well, that sounded very impossible to me, okay? And as a young mother, I, I really didn't want to either, <laughs> you know? But now, actually, I'm doing it, and I have the desire to go. So, like, God puts one piece of the puzzle at a time so that you can obtain it, so that you can grasp it. And, and, and if he would just show us everything all at once, we would just totally reject it, I think. We probably have it. Some of it put it on the back burner. Yeah, we'll see, you know. But the thing is, is none of that is ever going to be produced. You know, God, God reveals his plans for us. This is his plan. But just because an architect shows his plans, I, I might not even be using the right terms, but just because somebody shows their plans doesn't mean it's going to be built, does it? Somebody has to take those plans and set their hand to it, Right? foremen, builders, whatever. <laughs> Somebody's got to take it and start doing something with it. And so it is the same with God's plan for us. God reveals to us by his spirit through dream, vision, revelation, prophecy, and inward voice, uh, you know, through the word. However, he reveals and begins revealing to us things that he has in store for us, things that he planned for us. Before you were born in your mother's womb, he says to Jeremiah, I had a plan for you. You were going to be a prophet to the nations. Well, Jeremiah was like, uh, no, 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 no. I feel inadequate. I couldn't possibly. But God's like, don't say that. I'm with you. It's my voice that you're yielding to. And, and it's not even your wisdom that you need to be concerned that, you, that you're not smart enough. It's my wisdom working through you. So I think sometimes the reason why we, these things seem too big and, 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 and um, not possible or whatever, and we blow it up and, and we think no, is because we're just like Jeremiah and we're like, God, I'm too young. God, I'm inadequate. God, I don't know enough about that. And so we're not even willing to just take one step and set our hand to that one piece of the puzzle. 
And, and what we need to realize is um, God's never going to give you the next step until you take the one step. He's never going to give you the next piece of the puzzle until you take that first piece of the puzzle. And so if we want, and I'm pretty sure everybody, if we want to fulfill the plan of God for our lives, then we're going to have to take the steps that he has shown you already. If we put it on the back burner, and God's dealing with me here, just this is coming out because it's what's happening. Um, if we put it on the back burner because we think it's too big, we couldn't even, you know, think of doing that. Who am I? Like Moses, who am I? How could I? I can't even speak, Lord. <laughs> you know, um, if we count ourselves out, feeling inadequate, not equipped, whatever, then we're never going to see that fulfillment. Never. Does that mean that wasn't God's plan? No, it was God's plan. He's revealing to us the plan that he had for you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, he had a plan for you. And he has already equipped you with everything you need to fulfill that plan. But he needs us to believe that he is able, that his power works perfect in our weaknesses. Amen? And so God's confidence this is just like, I was writing this. I'm like, this is so good, Lord. Yes, this is so good, Lord. <laughs> I'm, motiv I'm motivated through the Lord in writing this message for my own self. Um, his confidence isn't in you. Not to put you down. His confidence isn't, isn't in you. His confidence is in himself and his ability in you. So whatever he's asking you to do, it may seem bigger than you, but everything in the word of God was always bigger than that person. Abraham, look at the stars. Look at the sand. You're going to have that many children. Well, that's totally bigger than him. In fact, you know, I'm beyond age. My wife is far beyond age. You know, like usually people who are 90 aren't really starting to have a family. When God asks you to do something, sometimes it does sound ridiculous. But is he not able to do whatever it is? Does he, does he not say in his word, I am God and I do not lie? <laughs> I'm not a man that I would change my mind. No. When he says something and he reveals to you a plan and a purpose that he has for you, and I don't know about you, but when God has a plan and a purpose for you, man, that thing, like a good parent, it nags at you. Doesn't it? It just stays there. And it's like until you finally do something about it, you're not going to have ease. It's not going to be settled. I was so pumped today. I got to tell you why I was so pumped yesterday. Because I finally took a step of faith and I made my sister put out an ad that I'm going to be doing this, this video um, live stream. And now I can't go back on it. So I'm like pumped about it because I'm like, I'm going to be obedient. It's out there and I'm not going to back down. <laughs> And then today, Wednesdays, which is what I told you, I believe that the Lord showed me, which is funny because I'm teaching Wednesdays, so I was like, Lord, you're going to have to give me my messages earlier, which he did. Um, I'm going to start writing my book, and I started today. Yes, wrote 11, no, 12 pages, and um, his yoke is easy, his burden's light. And I'm excited. I already sent a copy of it to Clayton and Julie to check it out. But anyways, um... His confidence is in his ability 
And you want to read that, Ephesians 3.20. Now all glory to God. All, all the glory is going to be to you? No. It's going to be to God. Why? Because through his mighty power that's in you, he is able to accomplish infinitely more than you could have done on your own, than anything you could have asked or thought or imagined. The Holy Spirit is just manifesting all over me right now. So he likes this message. He's like, yes, I want to do that in them. I want to do that through them. Grab hold of this message. It's not about you. It's about him, his power, his ability working in and through you to accomplish something that's going to give him glory because there's no way Mike could have done that. There's no way Clayton could have done that. It was Christ in them. Now he gets all glory. He gets all the praise. His thoughts and his plans for us are always going to be bigger Bigger than our thoughts or imaginations could go. So, um, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one who, who, when God speaks something, you question it. I couldn't possibly do that. But remember, God's confidence is in himself. <laughs> not that he's putting you down, but it's in himself. And he knows he lives and breathes on the inside of you. In him, we live and we move and we have our being. Jesus looked at the disciples you're questioning, you know, are you, I don't know if this is, this is possible. Jesus looks at them intently, like sternly. Do you ever have, maybe you're a parent and you had to look at your kids sternly like you mean business. Humanly speaking, he looks at them sternly. Yeah, it's impossible, but hello, do you remember who I am? With God all things are possible. All. So whether it's building a business, having a family, being the best dad, being the best mother, being, um, you know, an entrepreneur, writing a book, you know, um, whatever it is that God has given you a vision for, you can do it. Because God is in you. Because it is possible with him. We are co-workers together with God. Do you ever have a co-worker who does not pull their weight? Doesn't that drive you crazy? Oh, come on. You know, you're just doing everybody else's job and whatever. I'm sure different jobs, it's really more frustrating than others. But God needs us simply to set our hand to the vision to set our hand to the plow, to, to, to just set our hand to and believe enough to set our hand to do what he has asked you to do. Maybe for you it's been many years like me concerning some things. All he needs you to do is have enough faith in who he is to set your hand to it. And he and his power and his ability will work through you. His knowledge, his wisdom will be imparted to you. Remember, now he is able to do infinitely more than you might ask or think according to the power that's at work. Where? Within you. 
So 1 Corinthians 3, 9 says we are co-workers together in God's service. So when he reveals a plan or a purpose that he has for us, his intention for our lives, that's your service that he wants you to do for him. You are God's field. You are God's building. And, and, and it's through you he wants to accomplish this certain service, this certain thing to bring him glory. But if we are lazy co-workers or if we are doubting, we're going to do without, but if we are doubting, we're not going to set our hand to something and then we won't see the fulfillment come to pass. And does it mean that God lied? No, it just means we were lazy or we doubted. We didn't co-work together with the vision that God had for us. This is good. 1 John 4, 4, if you're taking notes, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We need to understand that nothing is too big for God to handle. If he's asking us to do something, it's because he knows the giftings and the abilities that he already placed on the inside of us. The power that resides on the inside of us, he knows about it. God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the healer, the deliverer, the savior is living and breathing on the inside of us. And we think we can't do that little thing for him. We can. He has the answer. We don't have to figure it all out ahead of time. How are we going to get the funds to do it? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? I don't even know what I'm going to say on a Friday. I have an idea. But I don't know, you know, fully what I'm going to say. I just know I'm being obedient to call it what it is and do what he showed me. Maybe you have a little idea of what God wants you to do. It's never going to turn into that full vision unless you at least start setting your hand to it. He can make it bigger than you ever thought. But you'll never know unless you try. Unless you believe enough to set your hand to it. Amen. I was just thinking about the different times he... He asked uh, people to do things. Like I said, Abraham calls him the father of many nations. He didn't have a son yet, and he was too old to have one. But God's saying, hey, get busy. You're going to be a father. <laughs> um, Moses, he asked him to be the deliverer of, of the, his people. And Moses is like, uh, 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 I can't talk. <laughs> and God's like, it doesn't matter. Did I not create your mouth? Did I not form your lungs like I can make you talk and I like I like the humanness of Moses and how he was like I know I'm talking to you I know you've shown me all these signs and all that but I would still like someone to speak for me <laughs> like God will he wasn't that wasn't his like perfect will but God will work with us okay but don't do that don't like be like okay I'll do it if you do this for me. <laughs> that wasn't God's perfect will. But I love the humanness. You know, I love the, how sometimes it does, I mean, imagine being asked to be the deliverer. You know, he's just a normal human being. He just feels like himself, you know. He was just, grew up with all the, you know, all the kids, and, and, and then he ends up, um, in Pharaoh's house, and, and then he ends up realizing he is who he is, and so he ends up fleeing, you know, for his life. It kills somebody first and then flees for his life, and now God's asking me to be a, a savior, a, a deliverer. 
like this is a little big and it's kind of dangerous for me to go back there. <laughs> but yet, it was big and God knew what he placed on the inside of him. So why should we question God when he knows what is on the inside of us? Maybe you can't, but God can. So we need to have faith in God that he can. 2 Corinthians 9.8 says, And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, you have all you need that you will need to abound in every good work. And I know sometimes people use that in like a financial sense, but I believe that he's, you know, depending on what version you read, he's equipped you with everything you need to do his will. So it's not even like a matter of like, I mean, it's one thing, you know, to... Um, if he tell, you know, tells you to be a doctor, you can't just go out and start being a doctor without going to the school, you know. Um, where was I going with this? But a lot of things are just a matter of just starting to set your hand to them, you know. Actually, a doctor is a good example because if somebody puts that off, they're going to be in school for quite a while and they'll be in, end up being pretty old before they end up graduating. <laughs> so we need to be obedient when God tells us. And actually, um, if he's telling you to do something, it's to advance the call of God on your life. It's to launch you forward and propel you to do what God's called you to do and to fulfill the plan that God's called you to fulfill. And if we don't set our hand to what he, and we're delaying and we're delaying and we're delaying because we don't think we're adequate. No, that's different if God says, okay, I'm, you know, in 20 years I want you to do this. No, but if God's been telling you something for the last like five, six years and you're delaying because you, you don't think you're ready, he's already told you and he's already equipped you with everything good that you need to do his will will so he's not waiting he just needs you to co-work together with him and set your hand to it god is able to bless you abundantly so that you have all things at all times having all that you need abounding to every good work so really, this is a really perfect scripture for this message isaiah 55 8 and 9 says for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We all know it. We all raised our hand. Has God ever told us something that he wants us to do that's bigger than us? That's, that's proof that it is God. So then what should we do with that? Well, I mean, you can inquire of the Lord, like, how do you want me to do that? But don't say, I can't do that because I, I, I. Because it's all about him, him, him. What he is able to do. So Lord, how? Or when do you want me to set my hand to that? You could ask him questions like that. And he'll reveal it to you. He works with us. I said this scripture already, but Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Their plans to prosper you and not, this is what we need to know. Their plans to prosper you and not to harm you. These are plans to give you a future and a hope. So when God reveals to you something that's bigger than yourself, his plan for you is just to prosper you. It's to advance you. It's to advance his kingdom. It's to give him glory. It's all good because he's a good father. 
It's not to make you a nervous wreck. It's not to, to push you into doing something that you're not capable of doing. He's pushing you into doing something so that he, he, he gives you a bigger vision and, and, and he knows the ability that he has and that lives on the inside of you. So what are we going to do? Lord, show me what my first step is. Show me what the first piece of the puzzle is. Sorry for the delay. I, I repented. Sorry for the delay. Sorry for not seeing that it's not about what I think I can do. It's about what you know you can do. Is anyone encouraged? Beloved, third John 2, I pray that in every way you would succeed and prosper and be in good health physically, just as I know your soul prospers and you prosper spiritually. God's not concerned with just our spirit. Yeah, he is concerned with that. But he's not just concerned with that. You know, we're, as, as good parents, we're not just concerned with our children's spiritual well-being. We're concerned with their health. We're concerned with their, their financial prosperity. And so God is a good God. He's a good father. And that he is also concerned with those things. And so he says, beloved, I want you to succeed in every area. And when I give you a plan, when I give you a blueprint, these plans are for you to prosper. Now, as, as, as you know, he's, is it, is it, Am I saying this right? Is the, the one, the foreman who does the plans? Or is it the architect? architect? Architect and a foreman carries it out or directs the builders or whatever. So anyways, so God is the architect. He's laying down these plans in front of us. And now he's asking you, and maybe you're going to have people under you, but he's asking you to, to set your hand to this blueprint. Why? Why is he giving you such a big blueprint? You know, I don't know what to do with this huge building that you want me to build or this ministry or this, this whatever. I, I, what am I supposed to do with that? Just take it one step at a time. Just ask him, what's the first step? Ask him for vision of what it is that you should set your hand to. But he is able. He is able to fulfill that which he has given you. It's all to prosper you. It's all to launch you forward into what he has called you to do. It's not to, to have you fail and be discouraged. It's to, to give you fulfillment. There is absolutely nothing more fulfilling than being smack dab in the will of God. There is sometimes afflictions and things that arise for the, you know, that tries to kill, steal, and destroy from us. Because Paul, he's in the will of God, and you know, he's shipwrecked, mob, left for dead. But he says, the Holy Spirit tells me to go, go here, but he tells me I'm going to be in perils of this and that. Like, he'll warn us of things ahead. But still, there's, no, and I'm going to talk about it Sunday, by the way. <laughs> the Lord, I mean, this is the most exciting time of our lives. But yet I had a visitation from Jesus the other day, and he warned me that there's trouble ahead. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and sure, there was. Yes, there was. Storms arose. And literally that day, I could not even believe it. But that's why he came in such a manifest fashion. To let me know I'm with you all the way. You don't need to worry about a thing. You're on the right track. But just so you know, there's storms arising. So I'm just saying, when God gives you a vision, set your hand to it. But just be aware. Be aware that the enemy, he doesn't want you to fulfill that plan. 
He doesn't want you to fulfill that vision. Why? Because it's going to advance the kingdom of heaven in some way. And it's going to bring you fulfillment, and you're going to be excited to serve the Lord. So he wants to do everything he can do to discourage you from fulfilling that plan or from being joyful. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And there's nothing more joyful than knowing you're in the will of God and doing what he's called you to do. And, you know, understand, I'm not, like he said, beloved, I wish above all things that you'd prosper, you'd be in health, and your soul would prosper. He's not just concerned with our spirit. He wants us to excel spiritually, but he's also concerned with you taking care of your families. So he's going to show you things that are going to advance you financially. He's going to show you things that are going to make you happy emotionally. He's going to show you how to be a good dad. He's going to show you how to be a good husband or wife. He's going to show you things. His plans for you are good. Not to harm you, but to give you a future and a hope. So if you want that future and hope, and we know he's a good God, then we're going to have to inquire of the Lord when he reveals things by his spirit. Instead of putting it on the back burner, instead of thinking it's too big or too large for us, ask him, Lord, how can I partner together with you to accomplish your will on earth as it is in heaven? How can I partner with you? How can I be a co-worker together with you? He will, if we will set our hand to it, he will make our way prosperous, he says in Joshua 1.8, and he will make us a good success. Whatever we set our hand to, he'll cause it to prosper. Why? Because it's our obedience working together with his direction or his blueprint. Zechariah 4.6 says, and this is what he wants us to do, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit. He leads you by his spirit. He reveals the plan by his spirit. He shows you what to do by his spirit. Really, all he needs us is just to follow the leader. He needs you to spend time with him and just follow the leader. His yoke is easy. His burdens light. A word was given to us um, in August from Jay Hoskins, and he said, you're going to be doing more for the kingdom of God. In fact, you're going to be running and soaring, and you're going to be doing more for the kingdom of God, only it's going to be easier than before when you were walking. And that is, that is what we're doing. It, it, we're doing more. And actually, it's more exciting. And there's more grace. Amen? And so it's not by our might. We're tapping into God's might, God's power, God's ability working in us and through us. That's what he wants. My first chapter of my book is about rest. About tapping into God's ability. I don't know if that's what I'm going to talk about in the first session either, but we'll see. Anyways, it's our job. So what is our job when God shows us a blueprint, when God reveals his plan, when we have this, like, knowing on the inside of us, we were made for this, but yet we haven't done it yet. Our job is simply be obedient to whatever he has shown you to do so far. If you never set your hand to that first thing, if you never even inquire and start looking at jobs in that direction, if God's shown you you're going to be an architect or you're going to be this or that, like, if you never even inquire of, of what it would take to, to do that apprenticeship, you know, if you never inquire um, into what he's showing you, you know, he won't prompt you to do the next step. In fact, I've had times where if, if I'm not obedient to do what he's asking me to do, I feel like all of a sudden I don't hear from God for a very long time. Why? Because he's not going to give you another step if you haven't fulfilled the last one. 
you know we we cry out lord we want to do more we want to we want to you know you know we want to seek you we want to advance in your kingdom and all this but he's asking you like give up the cigarettes give up the cigarettes i don't know if that's for somebody here but but it's something small and you're saying lord i just want i want to have dreams and visions and revelations and god's saying give up the cigarettes but you won't do that so then you're not advancing because of your disobedience. What is it he's asking you to, to, to lay down? Or what is it he's asking you even just to, to, to set your hand to? Maybe he's asking you to sow a seed to meet someone else's need. But you have a need of your own, and it's bigger than that seed. Well, he's just making a way. You know, so you see how his kingdom works? It's like he just wants obedience. He wants us to partner with him and say, yes, God, I believe that vision. I believe you can do that through me because you're greater. Amen. Deuteronomy 28, 12 says, The Lord will open to you his good treasury, the heavens to give rain to your land in its season and to bless the work of your hands. You shall lend to many and you shall not borrow. In other words, he's going to make you prosperous. If you'll just set your hand to something, he will make it prosperous, especially if it has to do with a vision that he has put on the inside of you that you have yet to set your hand to. I feel like I'm just kind of pushing some people to the edge. <laughs> come on with me. Come on. I'm about to jump off the edge myself. So just take the step of faith. We're going to walk on the air, okay? We're going to walk on the air together, and God is going to help us to soar. So what do we do? When he speaks to us, our job is to write the vision down. That's the first job. To acknowledge, I heard from you, God. Write the vision down. The Bible says in Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3, and the Holy Spirit is just so all over this. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, like this kind of tablet now. <laughs> Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so that he who reads it, mainly me, whenever I read it, I can run with it. In other words, I'm going to run towards that goal, that vision. If I never write down what God is revealing to me in glory culture or what God is revealing to me in my time alone with him, if I never write it down, I'm never going to set my hand to it because that vision is not before my eyes. So the first step that we need to do is acknowledge that we heard from God and write it down so that you have a goal to run towards. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. In other words, it's going to be fulfilled here in the future, but you got to write it down first, and you got to head towards it. Oh, man. I mean, this isn't like a super, super spiritual message, but I'm like, the Holy Spirit's all over me. Um, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak. In other words, it will bring him glory. It's going to speak of itself. Okay? And not lie. Though it tarry. Though you wait, but wait for it, because it shall surely come to pass. It will not tarry. So if you will do these things, you write it down and start heading towards it. Start stepping towards it. Ask the Lord, what is it I need to do to partner with you? And start heading towards that goal. God says it will happen. 
he says, yes, I will partner with you. In the end, it will not tarry. It will speak. It will be done. Amen. <sighs> Listen, when you hear God speak, you're writing it down. And then the number two thing, you're setting your hand to something. Lord, where does this puzzle piece go? Do you ever do a puzzle? I do not like puzzles. Where does this puzzle piece go? It, it, you can sit there and you ponder over it. And sometimes, and probably most of the times I've ever done a puzzle, you end up putting it away before you ever finish it. That is how so many people's vision and plan that God has for them goes. They may set a couple pieces down, connect a couple pieces, and then they give up because they're depending on their own strength and their own ability, and they're not relying on God's strength and God's ability. It will speak. It will be done. You can say, woohoo, let's glue this thing together because I don't want to take it apart. <laughs> he will give you every piece of that puzzle. And he will show you the plan step by step. And he'll even give you a big picture of what it's going to look like at the end so you have that goal. Somebody said this in Bible study this week. I'm going to say it again. If you're having trouble hearing from God, this is good. This is a key. If you're having trouble hearing from God, go back to the last thing that he told you to do and make sure that you already did it. Because if you haven't done it yet, he's waiting for your obedience before he gives you more. That's why I was like, I'm sorry, Lord. Because what he's trying to do is simply advance you in what he's called you to do. Once you act on what God has already placed in your heart, then he will impart greater understanding of his plan for your life. It's the truth. Once you act on what God has already placed in your heart, he will impart greater understanding of his plan for your life. Psalms 37, 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and he delights in his way. God is so excited when, we, when he leads us and guides us and shows us things, and we take him seriously, we believe him, and we take steps towards it. He delights in that. What good is it? You know, God, God says in um, John 16, he says, um, he gives us the Holy Spirit, and he'll show us things to come, and he'll reveal the heart of the Father. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He reveals this, and, and, and he, he directs the steps of a good man. They're ordered of the Lord. But what good is it if we're not going to follow it? What is it going to accomplish in our lives if we're not going to set our hand to it? What good is it for him to lead and guide us if we're not going to follow his lead? What's going to happen is we'll stay stagnant in our walk. We'll become unsatisfied, dissatisfied, and we'll look for fulfillment in other places that we shouldn't be looking. God delights in the steps of the righteous. He delights when we follow his plan. So don't um, be stagnant. Don't, be, don't delay because he's got purpose and, and excitement planned for you. But you've got to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. I said this already, but John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, full and complete truth. 
He will not speak on his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son. He will disclose to you what is to come in the future. So no wonder why, you know, he gives you these visions of, of what he has for you. And, and we understand now that when, when it's kind of too big for you to do, that it's by his power, by his spirit working in and through you that he wants to accomplish that. Joshua 1.8, he says, this book of the law will not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it. And, he, and this is regarding anything he's spoken. Meditate on it day and night so that you can observe to what? Put it in the closet and never do it? No. So that you can observe and have a goal and set your hand to doing all that is written. Remember, write the vision and observe it and do it. Hallelujah. Because for this thing, God will bless thee in all thy works and all that you put your hand to. That's Deuteronomy 15.10. At the end of Joshua 1.8, he says, he will make you prosperous and he will make you a good success. How does he make us a good success? When we observe, we write it down, and we do it. So I'm just trusting God. I'm just going to be obedient to him. I don't have any confidence in myself, but my confidence is in the one who created the heavens and the earth. And then sometimes we just need to look back and think of all the awesome things that he has already done for us and how certain things were fulfilled in our lives that he directed us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he led you to that house or that car or that spouse or, or whatever. You know, God directed Clayton. He gave up dating. <laughs> he gave it up. And um, said, Lord, I committed into your hands. I'm not going to look anymore. And then like that week, he goes to a concert and we meet. And we're together every day since. <laughs> God wants to direct our steps. He wants us to stop trying in our own effort to, to, to do anything, but just totally and completely rely on him. And that doesn't mean do nothing. That means get enough into his presence where you're hearing his voice. And when he gives you vision and when he shows you something to do, like I, I, I was at these meetings and I had this flash and I knew he was showing me a picture of what it looked like that I'm speaking on these live feeds and I knew automatically, because when God speaks, it's like he gives you this download of what, what it means. I knew what I was speaking on. So when you're alone with God or you're in worship and you're hearing God or seeing from God, he's showing you things to come by his spirit of what he has planned for you. Things that are always going to launch you forward into your destiny. Things that are going to bring fulfillment and joy to your life. Why? Simply because he loves you. And it's going to make him smile. That he's making his child prosperous. He's making his children a good success. And not only that, through you being a success, you bring him glory. Because it was his ability through you that did that. This is a motivational speech. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for motivating us. Hallelujah. I thought this. Do we think we're better than God? Why question God 
when he tells us to do something. Like, I can't do that. How could I do that? Like, why question him? Look at the, the supernatural stuff he does. He tells Jer Joshua, march around the, the wall of Jericho seven times and then blow some trumpets. That'll do it. Like, what? <laughs> that didn't make any reasonable sense. But yet Joshua has a relationship with God where he knows that if he will just take a chance on God and set his hand to this, God will supernaturally, not by his own ability, but by the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead who lives in us now, he will work it out. It's not for Joshua to figure out how God's um, power is going to shake the walls. So if God gives you some steps that don't make any earthly sense, don't worry about it. Just be obedient. Because it's going to advance his kingdom. If Joshua never stepped out in faith and marched around those walls and sounded like a fool and told the, the armies to march around the walls and blow the trumpet, if they never had enough faith in the God that, you know, parted the Red Sea and that he could do this too, they would have never saw the promised land. They would have never saw the fulfillment of the words and the plan that God had for them. The generation before did without because they griped and complained and that it's, it's to this, it's to that, whatever. I mean, even after they saw the all the plagues, you know, and, and, and the, the Red Sea part. I mean, can you even imagine doubting at that point? But, but yet we, too, need to remind ourselves of what God has done in our past so that we don't get ourselves into that situation. Lift up your rod, Moses, and your, the sea will part, and then every 10 million people can cross the Red Sea. Doesn't make any sense. But yet, if you're obedient you'll eat the good of the land. I'll make your way prosperous, and I'll make you a good success. So if God's asking you, apply for this job. It's only like $10 an hour. But God, I'm like, you know, I can apply for a job that's like $30 an hour. No, God's telling you, go apply for this job. Why? Because, and I don't know if that's for anybody. I'm just saying, our understanding doesn't have to always be reasonable because he wants to connect you with somebody that's going to advance you. He knows so much more than we can ever understand, right? And he knows what his plans are for our future. I was thinking about it. Oh, Noah, build an ark. This big, this wide, this high, this tall. Get all these animals. There's no rain for just seasons and seasons. But get this ark because I'm going to, you know, flood the earth. You have to have a pretty close relationship with God to go that far in obedience. But yet, sometimes, God asks me to write a book. He asks you to go witness to so-and-so. He asks somebody to, you know, bless so-and-so. Like, and yet we're questioning, well, what's that going to do, you know? Who cares? Just believe him enough to do the thing, and you'll get to see. You'll get to see God at work. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't doubt. Don't lean to your own understanding. Don't try to figure God out. <laughs> I think we'll get some downloads in heaven. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Do what he's telling you to do, and he will make straight your path. He will direct your path. 
and it'll be the right path. So, I could preach another message. I'm trying to find my spot because I was joking around. So I want to urge you to take your next steps in fulfilling your destiny now. No more delay. No more putting it off because you don't think you're adequate. Take the steps that God has told you to take and watch him work it all out for your good because he loves you. Watch him bless the work of your hands and cause you to prosper. Dare to believe God. Amen? That's what life's about, is fulfilling the plan that God has for us. So God says, keep our eyes fixed on this goal. I like this, um, Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits with the seat of scoffers. In other words, the way God works isn't according to this earth. So don't just take the counsel of the wicked and, and the plan of the earthly people. But God's del but his delight, God blesses those. His delight is in the law of the Lord or in being obedient to the Lord. And on his law or on the vision that God's given you, he meditates on it day and night. That's the person that's going to be a tree planted by streams of living water. His leaf will not wither and whatever he does is going to prosper. How? By hearing the voice of God, by writing the vision down and making it plain, and by not worrying about figuring it out, but just setting your hand to it. In Philippians 3.14, Paul says this. He says, I press towards the goal. He's encouraging us. He says, I don't mean to say, and this is me saying it tonight too, I don't mean to say I've already achieved these things, or that I've achieved perfection, but he says, I press on to possess perfection or to possess or see that vision fulfilled, which Christ first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not yet achieved it, but I make this one thing my focus. I forget the past, I stop looking behind, and I look forward to what lies ahead. I forget my failures, my shortcomings, my inabilities, and I press forward because I know he's able. Because his power works perfect in my weakness. Amen? And I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize. Or to walk in the fullness of what he's called me to walk in. That Jesus Christ is calling us. So if God's asked us to do something... It's to launch us into our destiny and what he has for us. It's to bring fulfillment to his child. This is what we want to hear. In Matthew 20, I'm almost done. I'm going to do it all. i got two scriptures left, okay? In Matthew 25, 23, the master says to the servant, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. You've taken that one piece of the puzzle, and you finally started that puzzle. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. You've set your hand to the vision I gave you. He says, so now I will give you more responsibility. Let's celebrate together. God delights in us responding in faith. God delights 
in the footsteps being ordered of the Lord. God gets excited when we respond in obedience. And he starts making things work out for us. Isn't that exciting? God can do this for you. Whatever he's asking of you, do it. Don't delay, don't doubt, just believe. He said, if you're faithful in that first step, he'll make you ruler over much or he'll give you more responsibility. He'll give you more pieces of the puzzle. <laughs> and he gets excited about it. So be faithful in the things that God's telling you to do. If God's telling you what's going to make you a success is to wake up early and start spending time with him and praying. If he's telling you to read more of the word, if he's telling you to be a bigger blessing to your wife. Just kidding, you're, you're awesome. <laughs> I don't know what else you could do. Um, if he's telling you to serve in the church, if he's telling you to, to, to bless someone, take someone out to lunch, whatever it is he's telling you to do, there's a purpose behind it. And you'll never know unless you do it. You'll never know unless you set your hand to what God's telling you to do. Sometimes the blessing is just to bless the other person. But sometimes it's to further the kingdom of God and to, to bring you towards your goal, propel you forward. Paul said this in Acts 20. I'm going to close with this. But none of these things move me. Did you say hallelujah that I'm almost done? Yep. <laughs> you can go sit on the pew in the back. <clears throat> Your first assignment is to re-listen to this message. <laughs> I learned from it. I was pumped when God downloaded this because I was motivated. I'm finally doing what he told me to do in some areas. And I'm like, I'm excited because I believe this word, that he's going to propel me forward into what my destiny is because of obedience. Paul had a number of things come against him, but he says, none of these things move me in Acts 20, 24. I, I count my life not dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received from the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. What is he saying? He's like, I'm not moved by anything in the natural. I'm not moved by my feelings or, or persecutions or afflictions. He's like, my main aim and goal in life is to fulfill this course and assignment and vision that God's given me. So what vision is God given you? Because your main goal in life to, should be to head towards that goal, to, to achieve it, and to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful to do what I've asked of you. And don't Don't worry. <laughs> Remember, Joshua, he's not asking you to march around the wall of Jericho. But if he did, he's the one who's going to do the supernatural part of it. All you have to do is step out in faith. All you have to do is blow a horn. It might look silly. You know, whatever he's asking might not make common sense. But remember, that same power works in you. That power, his ability is in you. So I want to declare this over you. I declare over you today 
that you respond to the nudging of the Holy Spirit and you step out in faith. I declare over you today that you move with God in his calling for your life. I declare over you that you are imparted knowledge, wisdom, and understanding by the Holy Spirit to do whatever it is that he's directing you to do. As soon, I declare over you today that as soon as you take that first step, he's going to show you another. And by faith, you will keep stepping out in what is on what is in your heart and greater understanding will open to you starting today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to go ahead and take up an offering today. And Father, I just thank you. I seal that message with the blood of Jesus, Lord. I just pray that we would 